Arr, grog. Hey everyone, it's a Cider Shed podcast with me, Peter Fickling. I'm joined as always by Kerry Warbis and... Um, Who is it? By Kerry Warbis and Matt. <laughs> Who are it's we? Kerry Warbis. Who are you people? Lisa Tarbuck and f***ing <laughs> Robert Smith. <laughs> Matthew did say about six weeks ago, uh, we should do a compilation tape of all my... Um, awful stuttering starts well there you go it's basically that but for about 45 minutes <laughs> for, for, for um, funny so uh <laughs> um, be- yes. before we go any further to talk about peter's um peter winning a, what was it the oscar for your performance of fanny squeers yes yeah. thank is, you, yeah. is that nicholas nickleby am i having it's mike ah. which is it's a play within a play based around nicholas nickleby yeah. okay okay well because I, I don't want to um piss on your chips but my mum who listens to us but doesn't listen to the archers <laughs> she listened last week and she thought the opening dialogue was me and kerry putting on voices when it was um eddie mia and oliver god she really thinks we have talent that we don't have <laughs> i know it confirms the talent that i told everyone i have mm. we could yeah maybe later we'll try and recreate that carrie yeah can i just say your mum listens to this podcast without listening to the archers yes so does mine she listens mm. every week to us whilst doing a jigsaw on a sunday and it's her 78th birthday tomorrow so can you say happy birthday mother warbis Happy birthday, Mother Warbis. Thank you, Happy, wor- <laughs> Happy birthday, Bubby Warbis. What do I say? <laughs> Happy birthday, Mummy Warbis. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, are you two robbed me then of a really clumsy segue? I was going to go, well, talking of acting royalty, you're talking of amazing acting. We have confirmation of our star guest who will be arriving on the 16th of December. Um, I think a fair number of people guessed who it was, didn't they, Kerry? One person. One person guessed yeah. it was the magnificent Anthony's Anthony, who of course plays Russ. Yes, at last. I cannot wait. Amazing. He's a good looking man. He's a very good looking man, Kerry. Have you seen some of the um, pictures? I have. I have. Not only is he very good looking, but he's super courteous and really buzzing to come on here. So I cannot believe that the person that we really, really, really wanted really, really wants to come on as well. He he's intriguing. Like so many of the other characters, you get a real sense of um, who the actor is. It feels like they've been typecast. I have a suspicion that Andonis is going to be remarkably different to Russ, pleasurably different to Russ. Oh, of course. Like Ryan was. Ryan Early was so yeah, different to yeah, Lee. Yeah. Um, he was also completely adorable to be on here. Um, but I just think, we're going to be slightly in awe, aren't we? What did I say to you? This might, I don't get starstruck, but this might be me mm. getting a bit gigglish, giggly and kind of, you know, um, uh, uh, sort of stuttery. Yes, all unnecessary. <laughs> but I, I just think hearing his voice in our ear holes, but not on the archers is going to be bloody amazing. Either that or he's got a really squeaky East End Cockney <laughs> voice and he's just an amazing actor. Oh, no. Is he Joe Pasquale as well? <laughs> no, no. I've, I saw him in something on CBeebies and he was not far away from that, but he was a bit more Cockney in that. He was like a Cockney Russ. Played an army sergeant or something like that, I seem to remember. God, um, it hadn't occurred to me that his voice may not be that of Russ's. No, I think it's pretty close, but I, th- oh, you know, I, I think he's doing... 
he he knows what he's doing when he's playing Russ. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I'm I don't want to take all the credit for being Team Russ early doors, but you know, there is a lot of uh, what do we say? Um, people with a lack of vision out there who mm. who can't see beyond this uh, this um, the immediate thing that you pick up from his character he's a very valuable character in the archers and never without a little bit of comedy tied in as well exactly the delivery of his lines i've tweeted about it time and time again is perfect honestly we're going to sort of be kneeling on the floor and bowing to him when he's here I want to know all about his multi-temperature kettle as well (laughs) yeah what kettle do you actually have in real life well, we could fall down. I could fall down a big old wormhole within there. Oh, and shit, there's yeah. a, another um, another one of the start of the cast who uh, uh, is on CBeebies a lot is Linda. She's all over the new Postman Pat. She's about five characters. Oh, really? Yeah, it makes it quite a difficult listen for me because uh, you know there's a there's a kind of like a little kind of um, rippity rapping kind of um, sort of uh, uh, street kid. I'm mocking Postman Pat there. That's not my real um, attitude. Uh, and she, so she does him. And she, he's all kind of like, "Yeah, go crazy! I'm old Pat. Deliver that parcel, right?" And then, um, and then what? she's also a kind of softly spoken, sort of Scottish matronly character in Pat as well. Is she going round? Yeah, Postman um, Pat has changed since my kids were little. Where, where is it? Is it where? Where does Postman Pat live? Glendale, Greendale, or something? Is she going round organising the mysteries in that place too? Anyway, listeners, welcome to Pat Chat, the <laughs> weekly podcast about the about the you know Pat and his adventures with his famous little black and white cat. Yeah, there's no postman in Ambridge, actually, is there? There's never a bloody postman, is there? Yeah, that would have been an easy easy segue. There is a vicar, though. Ha ha. Oh, well done, Peter. That was smooth. <laughs> Thank you. He got absolutely shit faced, and I thought um, Matthew he sounded a lot like Count Arthur Strong when he was pissed. Uh- yeah, he did a bit. I mean, he knew it was all going to happen, didn't you? When um, Eddie was like, give this man a cider. He was yeah, like, oh, I don't, I, don't, I don't usually drink cider. And then they topped him up. Mm. I mean, I was, I was, in, I was coming back from a, a session downtown, I think, on that particular day. And I handled the Twitter that night, didn't I? Probably, and I, yeah. I did put out a story that is true about how I brought a bunch of merry lads from over from Belfast for a stag weekend in Bristol and took them to the cider haunts that I knew and drinking proper cider, which is just like still apple juice, but absolutely killer. Mm. And they went for it, thought that they were completely fine. And then within about two or three hours, they were all crying. <laughs> fight, fight. One was fighting a tree, literally punching it. And uh, another one, I won't mention which one of the group it was, was crying and saying he didn't want to get married. (laughs) It wasn't you, was it, Matthew? It wasn't because it wasn't my stag. Ah, good, good, good. I loved the fighting a tree detail. I saw your tweet and that made me really laugh. Yeah, I mean, someone responded and I was like, yeah, but that actually happened. (laughs) Yeah, but Alan, dear, oh dear. He it didn't take long, did it? I know he hadn't eaten much. He glugged that first one down. He arrived all breathless because Neville, what's his face, had kept him. Was it Neville? Someone. He's always getting name. delayed by someone, isn't he? Mm. In in the in the uh, Neville Long. No, not Neville Longhorn. I, who was it? I <laughs> well, it might as well be. 
really. Yeah, there's always some kind of char- yeah. Neville Booth. That's it. That's it. That's the fella. And then you know, two drinks down, he was quoting Chris Martin, thinking he was a clever dick. That's enough it, to get you excommunicated. Yeah, and then worse, sang Coldplay very screechily, didn't he? When he gets to the pearly gates, St Peter is going to send him straight to hell for that. I think. <laughs> yeah, I think he played quite a bad drunk, or he played a drunk badly. Did you think, mm, Peter? I defer to your expert knowledge here. <laughs> I know I'm the, I'm the least expert at the moment. I've you know um, famously eighteen months of sobriety, uh, but I know I do remember what it's like. Uh, yeah, it's difficult, isn't it? Um, I, he he was he had to go all the way from uh, sort of avuncular sober vicar to roaringly but sort of friendly drunk. Uh, I mean, I mean, it was a bit pantomime, but then it also it wasn't yeah. the side of shed. Oliver's Oliver's always played with quite a broad brushstroke. Eddie, of course, is quite you know cartoonish, so. In that context, I think he just about got away with it. Oh, very generous of you. Mm, he he actually he missed out one of the key four stages of cider drinking because he went from joy to tears to passing out, and he completely forgot to get into a fight in between. Mm. My mate, who who he's the one who gets in a fight. He's the he's the punchy one. Uh, the only time he's ever had to sort of hold me back was when I tried to start a, a fight with a posh guy in a red jumper because I was absolutely blinded on on cider. It's a peculiar drink, isn't it? The, the, yeah. the, the uncut West Country stuff. Yeah, so I think the thing with the, the guys that I brought over from the Emerald Isle, they thought that cider was Copperberg. <laughs> and then they came to <laughs> Bristol and discovered quite quickly that it wasn't. There's a reason they call it the Mad Apple. Uh, it does have <laughs> it does have qualities i always find that after three or four points i start confusing my uh, my vowels <laughs> your renewal vowels <laughs> oh very good hey, i was gonna say i was gonna make a shitter joke than that which was is the Go mad on. apple the name from new york so i'm glad i didn't do that because that would have been really embarrassing what did you think though because alan obviously got pissed and then he's a Vicar, who should have done these bloody vow renewals, then got pissed and then is later in the week getting done by the bishop. That confused me. Not in that way, but on the phone. Um, And he was then sort of whinging about Christmas and how hard it is. I was like, God, you should know about the consequences of your actions. You shouldn't have drunk cider if you're doing a vow renewal. And stop moaning about Christmas being busy for a vicar. That's your bloody job. Yeah. Didn't like him at all this week. He, yeah, I mean, part of the he was saying there, wasn't it? Oh, I was looking. You know, people don't realise how hard it was. You know, it, hard it is for us over Christmas. And then there was that moment where he was saying, "I was looking forward to being at home with Amy being there," and I was waiting for him to suddenly have a moment of clarity and go, "Actually, hang on, I quite fancy the." Borsetshire benevolence chat. <laughs> Maybe I can stay there for a week. <laughs> I know. What What was the purpose of all of that? Is it to say that he's not that keen on being a vicar? Is this like, is Shula going to move in when she's ordained? Do you I haven't think? even thought of any of that stuff. I think I was sort of catatonic with boredom listening to it. I hadn't really, you know, it didn't, it, my brain had slowed to a point where I couldn't really think much further than that. Mm. Alan has been sort of out of the show for quite a long time and they are bringing back, um, they are bringing back the, the Franks family, aren't they? So 
Do you think it's just a mm. kind of a, a broader, more gentle reintroduction? It's not gentle, this is, though, is it? Is it more brutal and abrupt reintroduction? <laughs> it does seem to be, because Amy has been slapping us round the face with her dullness, and <laughs> then Alan is just being a dick, isn't he? I, I think I have no sympathy for him whatsoever. There was a funny bit where he... The operation bore such a benevolence that you spoke of just now, Matthew. And then he kind of went, it's an annual multi-faith charity fundraiser in the week between Christmas and New Year. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that was a little bit airplane or something where you had to describe the thing that no one cared about, really. I think at that moment, Amy astrally projected into his body and did his lines for him. It It was a bit politically correct, wasn't it? Because... What would have been more true to life if he'd said something like, you know, I get on all right with the Iman, but uh, frankly, the rabbis are pain in the ass or something. Like, you know, they, they had, he had to sort of say, oh, but they're, all the multi-faith leaders are, leaders are lovely. Oh, yeah. I mean, what was the issue with the bishop was that he, the bishop had got his mitts on the gif that yeah. George had shared of yeah. him, like, tanked up in the back of the limo. Everyone was in on it, though, wasn't it? Because Ruth... Did, was it Ruth that had to break it to him that had gone viral or was it him that told Ruth? Well, she didn't have to. She clumsily sort of went, ooh, it's, don't worry. So oh, don't, I can't do the accent. Um, social media comments are tomorrow's virtual fish and chip paper or some sort of <laughs> shit like that. Yeah. And he went, what are you on about? As he should. And she went, oh, sorry. I thought you knew that everyone's dissing you on social media. <laughs> I'm forever getting to the bottom of my fish and chips to discover a post from Rex saying that Brookfield is a slave labour camp that should be demolished. Because <laughs> George had made the gif and someone said, um, oh, I, I would have thought he'd have learned what with all that trouble. Oh, God, I've forgotten what it was. Uh, Susan. That's it. Thank yeah, you. Thank yeah. You. Thank Susan you. Susan so got much. all the hate mail, didn't she? Yeah. So there were bits that were pretty clumsy, weren't there, about... Um, mm. Even Jim got in on the act, didn't he? He said that he'd been in the shop and Jim had given him a ribbing. A rib- he got a ribbing from Jim. So, Did he? Yeah, which I think is known as a rimming. <laughs> Not a jimming. <laughs> well, a jimming. Try and say it three times in a row. A ribbing <laughs> from Jim. Oh, and who wouldn't love that, to be honest with you? I would, I'd sign up for it. Well, uh, Matthew, Jim, what could say romance more than maybe um, Eddie and Clary going to Paris? Mm. Kerry, you didn't sound particularly taken by the vow renewals when we were speaking off mic. Um, did, but did you did a, did a little tear come to your eye when they were sort of when Eddie and Clary were talking outside the cider shed? No, because yes, it was all all right. Yeah, vow renewals quite nice, but I just think she folds too easily into just because he's got his mates to do oh yes he's booked a Eurostar but he's got his mates to put some fairy lights in the cider shed he got Emma to pack the suitcase he got Emma to find the hotel he got some sort of conglomerate of people to chip in I think did he for the fun of it he just gets away with bloody murder really doesn't he I mean I, I don't hate him or anything they love each other, yes, but it's all very half-assed on his behalf. And she goes through the mill a lot with him and picks up after him. And I don't know. Good luck to them in Paris, you know, eating their steak, chips, macarons, macarons or whatever. Macarons. Yeah. 
Macron's a person, isn't it? Um, and what else was it? Having their caricatures painted, you know, all those cliches in Montmartre, which is a lovely bit of Paris. Paris is one of my favourite places. But I can't, I don't know, I can't get lovey-dovey about Eddie's input on that relationship on the romantic front. I don't think he pulls his weight halfway enough. Do you think it's partly because we've had a, a few weeks of of Eddie being a bit of a, you know, being a, bit of a let down to Clary and a let down to us? He hasn't exactly put his best foot forward. And so, it, you know, that kind of bumbling, lovable Eddie hasn't been there for us to kind of like to enable us to forgive him when he's, you know, like I was a bit shocked when it and she's like, oh, how can we afford it, Eddie? And he's like, oh, yeah, I've had I've been doing a whip, whip round for a year. I used to drink in a bar where there was this um, this barmaid who thought the sunshine out of her ass. And she she wanted a she wanted a ticket to like the the end of season for the NBA finals. It was. And she put a tip jar on the bar and she soon found out how everyone felt about her. It's like, it wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> fucking colour in there. Yeah. Yeah, it's like those GoFundMe things that sometimes people put up. Actually, now I'm thinking about it. Did he say he'd had a pot of his own for over a year planning this? I think I might have no, back that. chipped in. Oh, right. Okay. He said he'd had a pot for a year, but he also said that people had chipped in, yeah. well, which is which is fine if it's like if your kids have chucked in, but... But it's Eddie, isn't it? So you know that he will have, uh, you know, he'll have, mm. t- he'll have uh, sort of slyly twisted people's arm all through the, yeah. all through I the just months. Think, what effort did he put into this? He put on an orange tie, apparently, that went very well with his suit, which makes me wonder what the hell the suit was like. Um, yeah, he abstained from drinking cider because he was going to drink, drink, drive the limo to St Pancras, I presume, uh, for the Eurostar. And that actually, the do the party was at two p.m., wasn't it? The vow renewal do in the shed. The Eurostar was at seven, and he was like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna go on the seven o'clock." How so? What? How long was the party, and how long does it take to drive? And where was he parking a limo? I didn't like that bit. I think it should have been a later Eurostar. <laughs> I think this. What you need is suspension of disbelief here, Kerry. I can't. Harry's <laughs> fatal flaw. <laughs> Say a later f-ing train and make it be able to be possible. Kerry's put more effort into researching Eddie's trip than Eddie actually put into it himself. I mean, she's been there. Like, look, kind of, look, look, I'm giving him the benefit of that. I'm assuming it's a normal Sunday service. Uh, nothing's going wrong. You know, clear traffic. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. But I don't like it when that sort of thing happens. Mm. Sorry. It's my fault. Yep. That's all right. I mean, just all you need to do, Kerry, to make yourself feel better about it is and go into Google Maps, find a fictional fucking location. <laughs> yeah. Find how long that takes to get to the train station. In a limo, which can't In go very fast. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said all that. But no, no. It, you're, you're, I mean, you're right me. to question it. It's more, it's more, the, it's, it's more the general... Mis, you know, it's, a, it's another Eddie mishap, which I think we've talked about in the past, haven't we? It's just like one of the actually last week i kind of hinted at it i said oh we're, we're it's all going to come together on sunday and eddie's going to surprise clary by having pulled a rabbit out of the hat and it's all going to be amazing mm. and we're all going to love the romance of it and actually yes there was a bit of that i was a little bit moved i wasn't quite so preoccupied by the amount of traffic they might have to deal with and did get a little <laughs> bit sort of moved by um clary and uh, clary and eddie's sort of um sort of uh, what's it called nostalgic um tete-a-tete outside the shed 
It was tiny. It was tiny. It was really tiny. She saw, He said, I love you, Clary Larkin. And she said, I love you, Eddie Grundy. And we've had a few bumps along the road. I was thinking, yeah, mainly caused by you, Eddie. I do think that they should, um, uh, being all serious for a moment, I do think that one of the things they don't examine is the kind of the sort of poverty trap that, that people live in, in you know, many countries, but there's definitely America, definitely. Um, blah, blah, uh, blah, 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 yes. blah. Come on, mate, shut your great big trap, okay? Hey everyone, the technological gremlins uh, made a decision that my one of my serious rants was not to be heard and so they shut down my internet and um, took me away from my beloved Kerry and my beloved Matthew and I felt like a right turkey, which leads us to... Oh, <laughs> God, uh, you're yeah. on fire. Thank you very much. Uh, the uh, I thought it was... It got some very harsh reviews on Twitter. I thought it was uh, uh, sort of like terrible but kind of tolerable. But I, I get the feeling that you two might give it a bit of a kicking. The um, scene with Oliver and um, help me out. Eddie. That, Ed. Uh, no, no, Ed. Kind of Eddie. Will. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Ed. Ed. That's Ed it. and Oliver in the Turkey shed. <laughs> one of them. Someone. One of them. A turkey. That was it. The, the one that's not in Paris. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I thought today, I thought I hated that episode last night. It was awful. Yeah. And I thought if anyone out of the three of us liked it, it might be Peter, where Oliver was making those bloody turkey sounds. Like is a strong word um, in this context. <laughs> uh, I, I kind of, I was, I was, because I, uh, because this week I was um, a bit behind the curve. I didn't listen to it live. I was, I started mm. listening to the week yesterday morning. I'd already seen Twitter kind of like blow up last, you know, mm. saying, Oh my God, this is terrible. This is the worst thing ever. And so I think when I actually heard it, it just wasn't as bad as the outrage. Yeah, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. I listened to it in two stages. I listened to half of it this morning. Then I had to go to work and mm. I had no time to look at Twitter, and I listened to the second half tonight. And to be honest, in two stages, I didn't think it was that bad. I liked the idea that they were running around after the turkeys. I liked the fact that Oliver was slightly useless at it. It reminded me at one point, do you remember in Jurassic Park when Bob Peck is hunting the velociraptors in the high grass? And then they pincer movement him from side to side. Mm. And he's just like, clever girl. And then they eat him. I thought that was going to happen to Oliver. I'll tell you what he reminded me more of. And Peter Bowker on Twitter, lovely man, Archer's fan. He sat, Oliver sounded like Godfrey from Dad's Army <laughs> in that bit. Do you, do you know who he is? Yes, I do, yeah. Or are you? I've lived in England because, and oh, Dad's Army's never repeated, is it, Kerry? <laughs> <laughs> I love Dad's Army. No, I know. I thought you were going to say, was I too young? Well, yeah, I definitely thought you might not have not, watched it? it. It's been, they've been trying to trot it out at peak time on Saturday pretty much every other year since yeah. I was born. I don't know. Maybe I thought you're, you'd swerved it, the pair of no. you. Okay, well, I'm glad you didn't. Yeah, so he was a bit Godfrey, like, yeah, like ancient and... He had a little, he almost became a turkey whisperer at one point, didn't he? <laughs> Can you do the sound? <laughs> oh, well done! Yeah, yeah I think that, Peter. That, that, no, I'm not competing with that. That was, that was top turkeying from uh, <laughs> Matthew there. 
So yeah, it was, uh, yeah. So it wasn't it wasn't that bad, was it? I mean, it was it was kind of tolerable. But I mean, it was it did get me. I was at that point in the week feeling a little bit grumpy about affairs. I was kind of like, okay, mm-hmm. this is two weeks in a row where I'm not exactly um, sort of feeling like I know where where the show's going and where my affections with the show's going until, and I felt like it all happened today. It all came together today. We had, uh, you know, just the wonderful, wonderful Chelsea uh, yeah. uh, bringing the whole thing back to life. She was incredible. I, 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 she, I mean, look, Russ, Jim, she's not there yet, but she's you know coming up on the outside quite fast. Yeah. She played an absolute blinder in loads of different ways this week. Didn't she? I mean, she she's played very well by the actress. She was brilliant with Jasser, who was, he had a right go at her, didn't he? There was right beef between the pair of them over the phone. I didn't know really quite why he went so mad at her. I don't know if you it is very, very, very it. irritating to make a meal for someone and for them to not show up. I know there was a misunderstanding about whether she even knew whether she had to turn up for a meal. But uh, I, d- I don't know. I mean, like, you know, it, uh, the, you know, the harmony at Fickling Towers can sometimes be ruffled when I've shouted upstairs three or four times that food is, you know, now ready and mm. people are not appearing to eat it. That's, you know, that can oh, cross quite quickly. My God, one of my biggest annoyances is when I've been cooking something, I put everything on the table and people just don't come to the table when it's there. Yeah, or suddenly they sort of go, oh, I'm just going to like go to the bathroom or something. You think, now you know I've been making this for an hour and a half in front of you, pretty much. Mm. I think one of my problems with that comes from the whole chef thing of like we have the lights to keep the food hot. So like everything, mm. has, you know, I've worked with chefs that won't send out things that are are hot because it's not hot enough mm. and a little you know so i think it's much easier if you stick a casserole dish on the table everything's got lids on and stuff so i, yeah. I think with piri piri chicken you could have probably done that but what wasn't all of this just a bit of a vehicle yes leading to what jim <laughs> said to jazza later which is he's becoming slightly more mature yeah yeah i quite liked that jim played a good part didn't he he was just mm. like tick tick everything jim says is correct <laughs> yeah and also like oh why do you think she'd be more interested in blake than you Jazza? because mm-hmm. she wants she wants to give him the right for god's sake yeah it's a bit of a reality check for our Jazza, isn't it you're maturing slash getting old didn't mm. someone on this very podcast suggest that blake and chelsea would end up being an item is it you matthew it is me Good man. I mean, it'd be great. You know, he looks like what's his face? That footballer with the curtains. Um, Grealish. That's it, Jack Grealish. Yeah, you mean the total sellout? Dives a lot. I know Ooh, him. Yeah, and he moved from he moved from Villa to City, so they shouldn't like him. Harry's taste in men is so idiosyncratic. I I don't really feel like she's a kind of a a, a good proxy for the world in female world in general, or, or sort of you know when it comes to assessing Jack Grealish's attractiveness. I don't see it myself. It, I, that aside, mm. she said um, 
the Premiership footballer, and it's not the Premiership, hasn't been for years. It's Premier, Premier League, Chelsea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. First uh, of all, it was a welcome to what was it, Pat Chat, and now it's welcome to welcome to Pentry Hour, where we'll be discussing trips to <laughs> well, the Eurostar. It, it just really annoys me when people <laughs> say Premiership when it hasn't been it first. It's like mm. fourteen years it hasn't been the Premiership. Yeah, bloody idiots, these people who write this programme. Oh, actually, was it just showing she doesn't really know much about football? Don't know. Maybe, yeah. Mm, perhaps it was very clever on their part. I mean, do kids of Chelsea's age actually say OMG, which she said tonight? It tends to be done ironically. Mm, do you know okay. what I mean? Like not... She did say swear down, which was quite convincing. Yeah, she but said swear down. Again, she said... it's a bit ironically done normally by people. So basic. Sorry, yeah, if there's a particularly egregious um, bit of youth talk, we could maybe call on, could we Could we ask Max and Mimi to be special youth correspondents for one episode? Maybe, <laughs> maybe just to sort of bring in their thoughts on how, you know, young people are, to, or, or are they already too old? We could, but Mimi, well, Mimi's 21, Max is 24, and Mimi loves using those terms in a super, super ironic way, like overusing them. Are they aging aging at some superhuman rate? I thought you told me last week they were 19 and 21. No. Kerry's 55,000 years old. I am. (laughs) The the warmest families. They're like, um, it's, you know, it's this kind of. um... Highlander? The Latvian equivalent of vampires. They even, you know, they live even longer. Benjamin Button or something. Uh, I didn't say the wrong ages, Matthew. Don't be daft. No, I, I, I had it around the wrong way in my head. Mm, no, no, no. Yeah, she purposefully uses all of those awful phrases wildly to sort of wind people up and mm. knows they're terrible. She knows her apples. She'd be able to step in and... Um, and give an opinion, even second. She would, yeah, 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 definitely. Could, maybe if you hear something particularly awful, you could kind of um, get her to mm. give it a once over. Um, but yeah, but, so she was great with she was she was great with Blake. She was great with um, Jazza in the end. Um, I thought I thought we definitely got the taste of a kind of burgeoning relationship with Mia. Um, you know, they start they started to, even though she was calling her Mia grungy afterwards mm. there was definitely a little spark when they were kind of like um trashing their dads and mere grumpy yeah as well yeah me i mean she's getting confused when she grunt the grungy is ed wasn't it he was the one that was in dross <laughs> good old dross yeah um there was this bit i thought matthew would have written down on his notes which was where they said mia and chelsea could rub off a bit on each other oh my god i'm literally looking at it right now i knew it okay so full disclosure everybody (laughs) we normally record on a thursday night it's now saturday afternoon Mm -hmm. the reason being post recording peter got in touch and he was like, real talk, bruv, I've, I've lost the podcast. <laughs> and I was like, nah. And Kerry was like, swear down, have you? And <laughs> OMG, it's true. He lost the end of it. It reminded me a bit of that, Um, what was it, Peter O'Hanrahan? Peter O'Hanrahan from the day to day? Peter, you've lost the news. In this case, he lost the podcast. He did. It's been a bit of a bumpy old road, this podcast, hasn't it, Matthew? We had two internet sort of, droppings one at my end 
And then Peter disappeared at his end. This is all all trying to do the recording on Thursday night. Then we lost a bit of it. (laughs) And now here we are, the pair of us trying to sort of stick a bit on the end. It was one hell of a wrap up as well. It was a shame. Peter outed everyone that he'd worked with at the BBC for who they really were. (laughs) Kerry dished all the dirt on a previous podcast she'd been on. Yeah. And then she ended the show by doing a cabaret rendition of a song by her favourite singer, Led Zeppelin. (laughs) And what were you doing, Matthew? Just sitting back and enjoying it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, No, we were... The last time we spoke, it was about the fact that I was crass enough Hmm. to put that Chelsea and Mia would rub off on each other in my notes. And we had discussed a little bit about the two of them. Hmm. They completely pulled the wool over Jazza and Will's eyes and a little bit over Peter's because he thought they were getting on. (laughs) They quite clearly weren't, were they? He's so gullible, this Peter. (laughs) (laughs) He he, he probably gave them 30 quid as well. Yeah, probably. Um, That's maybe why his internet went down. He hadn't paid it or something. (laughs) Yeah, because Chelsea was great with Mia and there was a hint wasn't there that the two of them were warming to each other a little bit so Peter isn't entirely gullible I think there was something there where they were in cahoots with like right we're going to rip these two off the men folk yes there might be the beginning of something there not entirely sure what that will be there was a little bit of family tree gymnastics going that sounds terrible doesn't it but there was a (laughs) bit of family tree gymnastics going on on social media to work out exactly what non-blood relation Mia Mm. is to Chelsea. Oh, I haven't seen that. It is like a second step cousin once removed or something. Mm. If you do the the maths, I will try to find that. I I don't know who it was exactly. I know Mm. Stephen Bowden was involved in it a bit, but there is a bit of a a diagram to show how they might be slightly connected. Okay. I mean, being related doesn't mean you're going to get on, does it? No, it doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going into my family politics right now. No, no. But you know what I mean. Yes, Christmas is coming, everyone. (laughs) Yeah, woohoo. Well, there'll be loads of um, living rooms full of people who don't like each other, I'm sure, won't there? Yeah, I mean, talking of that, shortly before you joined the recording tonight, Mm. you missed out on possibly the fieriest Iberian road rage argument right under my window. Oh, dear. Yeah, I don't know what. They love a good uh, horn honk here Mm. um with almost no patience when the lights change or anything like that but yeah Mm. so you know this is kind of quite early on a saturday afternoon so you're going to get a bit of background noise there's normally a drumming workshop downstairs which doesn't seem to be happening right now okay the only sound you might hear here 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 is (laughs) wild storm wind Oh, yeah, you're getting battered, aren't you? Yeah, I get, oh, well, I'm getting battered. <laughs> I might later. Depends how Brighton do in this football match. Oh, yes, Kerry's got, um, she's got a pressing appointment to watch Brighton get hammered by Leeds at 5.30, isn't it? Yeah, they might well get hammered. Leeds played quite well against Spurs in the first half, although they did lose last weekend. But And they're, cl- they're desperately clinging on for their life, aren't they, above relegation. So. Sod's law would dictate that Dunk scores a hat-trick because I've benched him in my fantasy football team oh. <laughs> and everyone else I've benched is having a stormer this week so oh well done thanks for that extra help <laughs> yeah I mean you know if I, I the, it's called the curse of the weir in our fantasy football group if I put someone in my team it immediately makes their real life form plummet 
You need to have two teams operating, one under a different name. I do. Well, I've only got one at the moment. It's called Horny Police FC. And it's not doing oh. very well, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, so Chelsea, 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 not the football team, but she then cut Linda's hair as well, didn't she? With the old pixie cut highlight thing. That was quite joyous to hear that Linda just loved it, didn't she? Painful silence, though, wasn't there for a bit? Yeah. The way Lillian built it up as well. Mm. luckily Chelsea wasn't phased but Lillian was there going like she nearly died you know (laughs) (laughs) is that the kind of thing you tell the person who's about to cut someone's hair I don't think so (laughs) well Chelsea sort of went yeah I know that she's all right now it's all all, it's all fine (laughs) Um, but yeah yeah Lillian was a bit I don't know, borderline obnoxious, but I think in essence she was being protective because Linda is very, very looking forward to going to the, is it Windsor Castle that they're going to? Mm, I I thought they said the palace. But I'm sure Windsor Castle was mentioned. Anyway. I have this weird image of Linda with the pixie cut is that she looks like Pob. (laughs) Well, the funny thing is the actual actress does have a pixie cut, doesn't she? She does, yeah, yeah. Mm, So there should be no doubt that it would suit her because it already does so yeah it all turned out well what was going on with Lillian in the end was that just sour grapes that she's still going to go off to Fabrice did she just is that the Justin Lillian gene that they just can't not that they're related but that they just can't admit they're wrong yeah plus a bit of snobbery I would say she she can't you know she doesn't want Chelsea to have done her hair does she even though she's just witnessed her doing a splendid haircut there was that bit where she went Chelsea Horribin Exactly. But everyone now is secretly hoping Fabrice massively f***s up, aren't they? He's going to give her a no-he-can, like Keith (laughs) Flint. He's going to slip and go all the way down the middle like the Firestarter video. I just want Chelsea to really, really succeed at this uh, venture of hers and flourish. Um, And I also want hope that Linda and Lillian get to meet the Queen before she pegs it, really. Well, this hasn't worked well, has it? In, mm. I mean, no one could have known that, God, I'm almost doing Richard Burton's introduction of War of the Worlds there. Um, <laughs> no one could have known that the Queen was going to enter a new phase mm. and just cocoon herself and disappear in Buckingham Palace because now Linda's going to be rocking up for her New Year's honours. I did a naughty thing, as you know, I skipped ahead. Yeah. And Linda's credit suddenly changes around the new year point to Linda Snell MBE. <laughs> so no, regardless of what kind of embryonic just gestating phase the Queen is in, she's mm. still going to pop out for a little bit and give Linda her honours. Unless Linda receives it from old Charlie. Old Sausage Fingers. Yeah. Can he hold a medal? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I think he just kind of like he spits it out, doesn't it? And you have to kind of catch it on your neck. <laughs> Uh, well, we'll see, won't we? Yeah, you're right. Because if they time it wrongly, I mean, she could cark it the day before the episode where Linda's receiving her medal from her or something. I don't want to upset anyone here, but I am genuinely afraid just in a... in a, in a a Selfish way. No, you yes. Ruin, you don't want us to ruin your Christmas, do you? I don't want to be in England when the Queen carks it. Mm. I just think it's gonna. It will be absolutely awful. Yeah, I think you know we'll probably manage ourselves. And you used to know a guy in Bristol who was he used to do indie hour or indie two hour or whatever it was on a Sunday night on BBC Radio Bristol, which was the only time they'd allow anything decent played back in those days. And everyone who had to work on that station had access to the script and the sombre music you would have to play in the event of the Queen Mum dying. 
because they all thought the Queen Mum was going to die at any moment back then, which, you know, eventually she did. And he was terrified that he would get the giggles. Oh, God. Yeah, that that was something that really played on his mind. And he said that the more he thought about it, the worse it became. And I was like, well, it's only two hours a week on a Sunday. Like, I think you'll be fine. But he was like, you know, I'm going to have to interrupt, you know, Ned's atomic dustbin to give this somber news to the nation. Gosh, yeah, you'd think the whole thing would be pre-recorded so they just hit a button and they don't have to do the talking bit. Well, that happened years ago, didn't they? Sky, Some technician that worked for Sky News way back then in the 90s was in the editing suite and saw, I remember this being news in Australia, because he saw the an obituary for the Queen Mum thought it was the it actually happened rang his mum in australia who then ran the rang the local newspaper and then it ended up going out on the national news in australia and paul keating i think who was the prime minister at the time was already preparing words of condolence jeez that's hilarious when they found out it was just this completely um, ridiculous chain reaction from some mm. aussie kid working in sky london excellent i quite like that that you know any sort of terrible news could suddenly fall upon us due to some error that's the foreshadowing of internet fake news isn't it really mm. the fact that he saw it and then used several little um, facets of the media to spread the news whereas now you just put out a tweet yeah and people believe anything i, know. <laughs> I find it best to not believe anything really no no everything's fake yeah what isn't fake to go off on a slight tangent here we spoke on thursday part of it that we lost was your mum's birthday and now we're after the event. We are. Yeah, we had a lovely time. We had cream teas at a lovely garden centre at Stanmer Park and actually bumped into Damien Barr there. He's lovely author person who has a literary salon and he, re- he remembered me because I'd invited him to a book club um, and he joined it during lockdown. Anyway, my mum got chatting to him. They're best friends now. <laughs> So that was nice. Yeah. And then she came back here and we had roast lamb for dinner. My best, best roast potatoes. Very crispy. They are always. And played some games. Excellent. Mm. Well, as we said, it was a very random week in the archers. It ended up being possibly even more of a random week on the cider shed. (laughs) Is there anything else that sticks out to you from this week that we didn't mention? Well, I wish I could remember what on earth we were talking about in the bit that was lost, you know. I got a feeling that I cast some doubt on the bunting being stolen by Emma for the cider shed. Well, yeah, that was it was funny how she suddenly magically rustled up some bunting, wasn't mm. it? Very suspicious. Harrison does have to face the truth, apparently. I read that in a spoiler, so... <laughs> I've been sp- spoilers all over the place. Sorry. Oh, Dunk is playing. I can see him on my screen. Is he? Yeah, he's in the uh, tunnel. Well, what I need is for if a, if a player doesn't start in my fantasy football team, Dunk will mm. come in. But um, I've all, I'm already I've already uh, ballsed it up this week anyway. So you know, I've written I've written off my fantasy. I did invite Kerry and Peter to join a fan a, a cider shed fantasy league, and Peter said he normally goes to the bottom of the table in the first week and loses interest and storms off. And <laughs> That sounds like Peter. And I've been trying to not do that. We did all have, there's this one Spurs fan in the group. Uh, we have a WhatsApp group. Uh, Deborah, her name is. Boo. I posted a video, that little 
clip or that video of Conte saying he's starting to realise after two weeks in the job that the problems at Spurs are bigger than he thought. I posted that to the group and the very next thing that appeared underneath, Deborah has left the group. No way. Is, is there a more devastating set of words in the modern era than X has left the group? I know. It's just a bit sulky though, isn't it? It is a bit, you know. I so. think, yeah. I've, I've witnessed that many a time. So should we tell everybody our socials, Kerry, if they want to? Oh, one thing I need to say, but just talking of socials. Well, we have a Facebook group called the Cider Shed Podcast, which I generally admin. Uh, Melly McMerryweather, who is known to us, got in touch, Kerry, to recommend a pork scratching advent calendar for you. I think you've had one of these, haven't you? I have. I've had, yeah, Mimi, my daughter, bought me one last year. Mm. Very, very good it is. Yeah, snaffling pig. Yes, that's the it? one that she sent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very, very good. Although I have to say they're not my favourite pork scratchings. I prefer the ones in the black packets in pubs, the sort of black country ones that have got proper fat, not rather than the snaffling ones are a bit more like a sort of bubbly, lighter, quaver type. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I, like I know what you mean. Fat and the hairs and everything. Yeah, I think there's probably some kind of health and safety issue with putting those in an advent calendar. If you let them, possibly, sit, if you let them sit for a year and then bring them back out. Yeah, but it, what a genius idea, though. Honestly, there are so many of those advent calendar different types, aren't they? But pork scratchings wins the day. I know what you mean. Those ones. I mean, I had a friend that used to live in. He studied in Wolverhampton. I used to go up to visit him, and we used to go to the. I think it's the Northampton House or something. And they used to have these packs behind the bar that were just plain white bags with a little tie around them, and they were absolutely amazing. They're the best. The most basic. Yes. Yeah. Basic like Will and Jazzer. Yes, I'm a basic bitch. <laughs> so yeah, that's our Facebook, the, the Cider Shed Podcast. We're on Instagram at the Cider Shed Pod. We had a little bit of um love for our pulp fiction meme that went up earlier in the week. And Kerry, what's our Twitter? Yeah, it's at the Cider Shed Pod, and still it is growing. Uh the number of followers, which I'm really, really happy about. Please do keep telling your friends about us and get them to follow and also leave us some reviews. I keep looking at the reviews and it's there's a brilliant one that's the most recent one. But let's have a few more of those, boys and girls. <laughs> yeah, no, I absolutely agree with that. And email hello at the cidershed.com. Uh, one of the things that we did say when we were finishing the podcast last week that's been lost it was the who is do you remember this conversation we had about who is there currently of the of the new crop of characters or the kind of the the gen xers even who is it that you you listen in for that you're hoping to reappear and to be in yeah. evolving plot lines and we were a little bit stuck really weren't we i mean there was chelsea yes. yeah we did talk about that it's also like what are we actually looking forward to what are we plot wise even as well as the characters, you know, what, what are we thinking? Gosh, I cannot wait to see what happens next week with X, Y, Z. I, I honestly am struggling other than to see how Chelsea gets along, really. Yeah, I think that one of the things that I've been looking forward to, but it's not particularly a new character, is the conjugal visit storyline. Oh, yeah. Which you think, Kerry, might not happen if Blake winds his neck in. It's a tough yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. I think it probably will, and I think it's going to be 
you know, quite close to Christmas because they said, was it last week, that it's a, a month away. So, yeah, that's big-ish storyline, isn't it? We did look ahead, didn't we, at the, at the character listings and um, Alice did feature as well, didn't she? Yeah, Alice is making a comeback in time for Christmas. It was pretty Tony, Pat, Aldridge family heavy, wasn't it, when, what we yeah. saw? Oh, dear. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Sorry, Christmas is cancelled, everyone. <laughs> No, I mean, one of the things I've gone off on a tangent there, the reason I say that is because one of the things we said at the end of the pod, which we lost, was what do you think, like listeners of the podcast, who is it that makes you keep coming back and who is it who pushes your buttons on the archers? Like, we'd like to know, actually, we're getting quite curious about that. So um, hello at the cidershed.com. You can send um, you can send us a message on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. DM Carrie on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, she loves a good DM slide. I do. <laughs> and the only thing really left to say, which I believe we've mentioned earlier on in the podcast, is I'm going with Andonis as a pronunciation. If it ah. if it, it is wrong, I will take all the blame. But we have Andonis Anthony, who plays the wonderful Russ, mm. who I've just found out today does voiceovers for quite a few ads that I'm really used to hearing on sports radio. And that Oh. That shocked me. I will share them with you later, Carrie. Yeah, love to hear those. Um, mm. Might not be getting the three temperature, suave voiced star that is Russ. We might, well, we're definitely not getting him, we're getting Antonis. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, in terms of characters that push people's buttons, mm. he's sure he's definitely up there. And yes. uh, we're recording with him on the 16th of December. Yeah. So we'll... so that's the, that's the Thursday. So it'll come out the Sunday um, 19th. Yes. And we're going to have a little think about what we can do over Christmas regards who is where and what, who knows what's going to happen. So we will we'll keep you posted on that. OK. Also, I think um, Peter's going to share my pea rug recipe. Oh, yes. With everybody, which is the Latvian bready bun with bacon and onion filling so i've typed out the whole recipe sent it to peter and he's going to be sharing that probably on our website i guess but also where you find the podcast we're doing recipes now <laughs> we are do you know i would lo <laughs> i'd love to see what people's look like i'd like you to make them peter to make them let's spread the p-rug love i'd like to see it. they mm. look your photos look wonderful oh they're so good yeah Ex a quick explainer to what they are kerry they're like a bread that's stuffed with yeah i've just said that matthew aren't you listening <laughs> what are you doing i was just staring lovingly at the photo <laughs> and just went oh, into you? yeah you know those kind of you know when when a heart <laughs> it go all wobbly yeah, in front of when you a heart well, starts yeah. to play and you just <laughs> that's what happens when you taste one i'm telling you okay have you worked on your turkey noise in between now and thursday right i'm gonna have a go wasn't it basically bloop, 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 bloop. <laughs> that sounds like they're underwater that sounded more like bill and ben yeah it did a bit didn't it i think mine was <laughs> no it wasn't it wasn't Ooh. that was it I don't know what that was. <laughs> no, forget it. Forget it. No, can't do it. Stupid anyway. <laughs> Turkeys generally sound like when your mobile phone reception starts to go, doesn't it? When you're talking to people, they always start to sound like a turkey. Oh, also, that turkey episode, was it, on, was it done on Thanksgiving, by the way? It was Wednesday's episode, and I thought Thursday was Thanksgiving. Oh, that's that theory. Out there. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I work with... Um, with some Americans and I they took off Thursday night. I've got a feeling that was Thanksgiving. Ah, uh, yeah. I might, I might be wrong. Yeah, you're probably right. 
Okay, well, if we sound a little bit looser today, that's because it's Saturday afternoon. My mm -hmm. work is finished for the week. I may have had a glass of wine with lunch. Well, I've, I've spent four hours dealing with Virgin Media this afternoon. I am about to have some wine after that. Oh, God. Yeah. Was that on the phone? It was on a WhatsApp conversation. And then I went onto Twitter to, to vent a little bit. Okay. Other useless providers are available. Yeah, exactly. Jesus Christ. Their customer service is... He's too busy firing dismal. himself into space, isn't he? Yes. Yes, and buying islands and things like that. Mm. Anyway. All right. <laughs> <laughs> See you next week, everybody. <laughs> See ya. Bye. 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 <laughs> Hello.